0: I do wish you a happy and a blessed uh, and a holy new year. Uh, No more 2020, as has been mentioned, and it's been a rough past year, but God has seen us through, and we say thank you to him, praise his holy name. Uh, We've come through national calamity, individual calamity, family calamity, and God has been with us every step of the way, and he's not about to change any of that arrangement in 2021. It's not very usual at all that I preach someone else's sermon, but I'm going to do that this morning. It was first preached by Dr. Haddon Robinson, a professor at Dallas Seminary, and I've adapted his sermon to fit the Bahamian culture, but it's a wonderful word, and it's so fitting for this first Sunday of a new year. So if you have your Bibles, please turn in them to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 30, and we'll begin reading at verse 24. Verse 24. Proverbs 30, verse 24. Four things are small on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are not a strong folk, but they prepare their food in the summer. The badgers are not mighty folk, but they make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet all of them go out in ranks. The lizard you may grasp with your hands, yet It is in the king's palaces. Strange that we would be told to look down to learn. It's very odd that Edgar, who, humanly speaking, wrote this proverb, would compare down and not up when it comes to skillful living. The four creatures, of course, that are named in these verses are all very small, and frankly, they're all kind of ugly. We don't have ants for pets. Uh, In fact, if we have ants in our houses, we know we haven't had tropical exterminators in lately. And we don't domesticate badgers. No one walks their badger after work on a lead. And, well, locusts and, and lizards, if either one of those are found in our beds, then we stomp them to death. Yet these four small and ugly creatures have a lot to teach us, about living skillfully in 2021. Ants, to start with them, they have no strength and they have very little power, yet they store their food in the summer. Ants know what time it is in life. Out of the instincts of their past, they use the present to prepare for the future. It is possible, of course, for us to dwell on yesterday, to have as our focus a longing for the so-called good old days. But when you dwell in the past, you don't accomplish very much in the present. Now, you may not have the problem that you live in the past, but you may have a problem that you live only for the present. Your favorite Bible verse is, now is the accepted time. Now is the time to have a blast. You're only young once, etc. Persons who live, live in this way, only for today, live like there's no tomorrow. And sadly for some of them, there is no tomorrow. They die with drugs in their veins or with an open beer bottle in their crumpled car. Persons who live this way only for today, like there is no tomorrow, often never see tomorrow. And then it's possible for you to live focused only on the future. You borrow the theme song from Annie, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Or you wind up singing with Dorothy of the Wizard of Oz, somewhere Over the rainbow. Things aren't very good now. Oh, but when I get married, things will be different. Or COVID, when it's behind us, then I'll be happy. Or when we have children or grandchildren, then I'll be content. Or when our kids leave home, I'll get my act together. Or when I retire... I'll enjoy life or ultimately for the Christian when I get to heaven everything will be wonderful the ant is multidimensional out of the past it uses the present to prepare for the future it gathers food in the summer because it knows that winter is coming We need a good knowledge of God's word, and we need to get that knowledge as quickly as we can in life, and we need to let the truth of God's word form and shape our lives right down to the details of our thoughts, and so we are wise to memorize the scriptures to meditate on God's word, to study the Bible for ourselves, to remember what we learn in the word of God because winter is coming. Winter can come to you in a very personal way. You come down with a disease that you only thought other people get. Or a loved one that was huge in your life dies or you lose your job, or your child leaves the church and leaves even the Christian faith, sometime, in some way, each of us are going to have winter visit us. And what we take into that situation is what we will have in that situation. You and I need to gather in the summer because winter is coming. And together may we hope and work such that 2021 is a summer of gathering Bible knowledge. Not just on Sundays at 1030 in the morning, but Monday to Saturday in the privacy of our prayer closets. Of course, winter is coming to our society. You can feel the cold winter damp winds blowing off the seas to our island. And you can see the cold surf breakers of the sea and the rip tides that they create. (laughs) We thought we would never see legalized gambling in the Commonwealth, such a scourge and such a pollution. The winter gusts have already come to our country, but there are more winter gusts brewing. The winter gusts of the strong political push for the legalization of marijuana. The strong winter blast of the push for legalized gay marriage. And you don't have to look around very far to see winter in Nassau. We all have persons around us every day who have no meaning, have no purpose, and sometimes so sad to say they suicide. Right here in the Bahamas, we have the winter of gangs and murders, of incest, of secret abortions. Winter. Broken hearts, broken dreams, broken homes, broken lives. Winter. Our children grow up in that environment, and worse sometimes, those children are neglected or abused. It's winter. And for you and I to minister. In winter in the Bahamas, we need to have something solid to give people. There is nothing more solid than the Bible. Give them the Bible, not your opinion, not your preference, not your wisdom, not psychobabble. Give them the Bible. Use the summer to prepare for winter. In 2021, read your Bible more than the screen on your smartphone. Spend time in the Bible reading more than you spend time in any book, other book, reading. Out of the instincts of your past, use your present to prepare for your future. If you have the brains of an ant, you'll do what they do. And if you ever get into an ant's office, it's very small. But on the desk, you'll see a motto, and it says, As now, so then. The ant teaches us what time it is in life. And then Agar writes that badgers are creatures with very little power. Yet they make their houses in the rocks. If you run across a badger who is sunning himself on the rocks because they are the color of rocks, you may not even see them. You might miss them altogether. But if the badger feels threatened by a predator, then it quickly stuffs itself into a wide crevice in the rocks for protection and security. The badger knows where its security lies, and its security is in the rock. Of course, Christ is our rock. He is our cornerstone. One of the main themes of the book of Psalms is that God is our rock. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Ephesians 6.10. Yes, the badger knows where its security lies, All the badger has is the rock. If it gets away from the rock, it's very vulnerable. If it gets away far enough from the rock, it's dead meat. In 2021, brothers and sisters, your only security is in Jesus Christ. And in knowing and in applying... His word, because his word points you to Christ, the rock. The Badger knows that its security is in the rock. And in 2021, trust Christ for everything. From the parking space at Harbor Bay to the biggest problem you ever think you could imagine having, Trust Jesus. In 2021, learn to live in the shelter of Christ. By the way, the Badger's favorite theme song is Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. Let me hide myself in thee. If you have the brains of a badger you'll know where your security lies. The ant tells tells us what time it is. The badger tells us where our security lies. The locusts tell us where our power is. Locusts have no king yet all of them go out together in ranks. Locusts Know where their power is. They know the power of community. One grasshopper may startle you, but it won't threaten you. It's only when locusts come together and form a massive horde that they have tremendous power. In the late 19th century, on the plain states of the United States, the locust plague was so numerous and huge that they caused, in current day dollars, $475 million worth of damage in one week. Locusts have shaken kingdoms. Locusts have destroyed nations. And the power of community is not just with locusts, but also with the people of God. You can have a personal faith, but you do not have an individual faith. You cannot be a Christian alone. The New Testament word saint never appears in the New Testament in the singular. It is always plural, saints, saints. God does not will that ministry will be done by one solitary, siloed believer. Our Lord himself had a band of 12 men and a band of faithful women who financially supported his work. And Jesus sent out his disciples, you remember, two by two. You see, Christ understands the strength of numbers in accountability and encouragement. (laughs) With Haddon Robinson, I say, I get scared at times. And if another believer is standing beside me, I can get his or her courage as my own. And if I'm standing beside some believer, he or she can get my courage as their own. The Lord knew that when we go it alone, we are exposed to certain temptations that could sometimes cave us in. The Apostle Paul was not a lone ranger. He had a great number of ministry partners. Just check out Romans chapter 16 for the list, one of his lists. And at the end of his life, in a cold and dirty Roman prison, facing beheading, execution. He wrote to Timothy, only Luke is with me. Ah, Luke was a prized follower of Jesus, a medical doctor who attended to the aged Apostle Paul in the dungeon well, we can be sure. But that wasn't enough. And so the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy something else. He said, you come to me and bring Mark. Paul needed a band of believing buddies, and so do you. You need a band of believing buddies. And so you should avail yourself of many churches on the Zoom platform this year. And you should avail yourselves of the Bible studies that are on the Zoom platform this year. And you should participate in the prayer meetings on the Zoom platform that start tomorrow. And you should look out and find an accountability partner, which can be done in in in-person meetings with social distancing and masks and sanitized hands and all of that, or an accountability partner by the telephone. You need to find that because you need a band of buddies to live the Christian life. Hopefully soon, Hopefully soon, we'll have our Sunday school classes on the Zoom platform. I don't know when. I hope so. Then you can be part of the Sunday school community by Zoom, if that's what it takes. In 2021, Calvary Bible Church, the incredible body of Christ, as a whole needs other believers and the power of community. There are many other evangelical churches in Nassau. We need to be ministry community with each other better in 2021. You see, when we put up walls with other believers, we are kidding ourselves if we think we are doing the will of God and the power of God. Together, Evangelical churches built on God's word as ours is. When we band together, together we can confront the isms that are before us as a country. If you've got the brains of a locust, you will know that there is power in community. And finally, in these verses, Agar writes about the lizard. The ant tells us what time it is. The badger tells us where our security lies. The locusts tell us about the power of community and then the lizard the lizard tells us the example of incongruity. The lizard is small you can grab one with one of your hands but He is, the lizard is, an example of incongruity. Put another way, he is an example of what is illogical. I mean, lizards getting into kings' palaces when you can hold one of them in your hand. He gets into kings' palaces. Haddon Robinson and his wife, Bonnie, were celebrating a significant anniversary in Hawaii. And the room was on the 24th story of the hotel. And Haddon says that while Bonnie was doing some other things, he was in the room reading. And he looked up, and he happened to see a lizard on the wall. And he watched it for a time, and it froze motionless for a little time, and then it Went up the wall a little higher, froze, and still went up the wall a little higher. <laughs> and he said, I, w- I wondered, how did it get there? Did it come up the outside wall of the hotel? <laughs> did it walk up the stairs? Did it ride the elevator? How, how did it know wh- which button to push? Agur says that there are kings' palaces that are places for lizards. Daniel, remember the teenager in Babylon, who was taken captive at the age of sixteen years old, and really he was being trained for the Babylonian civil service. He was seen with his other Jewish deportees as being choice young men, intelligent, strong, etc. So Daniel was being trained. To, in some ways, be like a lizard, not to draw attention to himself, not to be a glutton at Babylonian feasts, not to forget his manners, etc. And as it were, if Daniel would do those things, he would go up in the bureaucracy of Babylon like a lizard edges its way up on the 24th story hotel room in Oahu. Lizards show us incongruity and what is illogical. One of the hardest things for us to get over is the incongruity of how God works. Everything's reversed. God brings things to turn out ways that we never would have foreseen or understood. I mean, the way to lead is to follow. The way to live is to die. To be first, you must be last. And to be last, you're first. To get a crown, you have to find the cross. To be mature, you have to learn to suffer illogical. One thing is more illogical than a lizard in a king's palace. It's that men and women like us, when God is through with us, can live in the palace of the king of kings. C.S. Lewis And I quote, It's a serious thing to remember that the dullest and most uninteresting person you talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal Nations, cultures, arts, civilization, civilization these are all mortal, and their life is, to ours as the life of a gnat, a little bug. But it is immortals with whom we joke, work, marry, snub, exploit. There are no ordinary persons. Think of the most ordinary person you know. The one who has bad breath or body odor. The one who talks too much and too loud. The one who thinks nonsense. Think of that person. Lewis says that if that person glorified in heaven were to come back to earth, that you and I would be tempted to bow down and worship and to think you and I live with those persons now. We live with them. (laughs) The good news for lizards is that when God gets through with us, he will enable us to dwell in the king of kings' palace. Do you possibly understand the incongruity and the illogicalness of God's grace? It's like a conch talking to Bill Gates. And yet, what is even more strange than a lizard in the king's palace? Well, from the ant we learn what time it is in life. And from the badger, we discover where our security is. And from the locusts, we can see the power of community. And from the lizard, we learn the incongruity and illogicalness of God's grace. And so, in this new year, if you ever run across an ant or a badger or a locust, or a lizard, sit at its feet. You may have a hard time finding its feet. Sit at its feet and learn from it, because these four little creatures have a lot to teach, and you and I have a lot to still learn. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these verses. We thank you for giving them to us through Dr. Robinson, We thank you for the messages of the little ugly creatures that are in our verses, that the ant can show us what time it is, that we gather in the summer because winter's coming. The badger shows us where our security is, the rock of Christ. The locust teaches us about the power of community, where we can band together with, with those of like precious faith across denominational lines and any things that we have set up that we do not want to be penetrated or to penetrate anyone else. We thank you, Lord, for the lizard and for the way that it shows the incongruity and the illogicalness of sinners like us being forgiven, justified, sanctified, glorified, and being able one day to live forever in the palace of the King of Kings. Lord, we pray